Stephen and I don't always do this show together. Sometimes we'll be in uh, separate places. But today, it seemed very appropriate to, um, to be in-house with Stephen as we, um, we say goodbye to him. And um, I, I tell you, I can't even say those words, Stephen. I'm getting a little, uh, I'm getting a little verklempt even just thinking about this. <laughs> this is tough. Stephen has chosen today, um, on his last day at work, to come in kind of rather casual with a TCU T-shirt. I love the. That's a pretty good looking frog there, as as good as a frog can look. Thank and you. And then uh, what is that? What's the ball cap? AK is Oh, it's uh, Alaska from my Alaskan trip last Oh, summer. yes. I, I sort of applaud the move to buy a cap that no one understands. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you could look at that and go, oh, I bet that's an Alaska cap. Yeah, the thing about this cap is it was $1. Oh, man. We were in a gift shop, and, of course, in gift shops, most things are not $1. No. But I happened to find this, and I said, well, I'm just going to buy it. And it's been, it served me well, even though the dog has chewed on the side of yeah. it a little bit. So, yeah. I think, uh, to me, it looks at least worth like $2. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Double its value. What a day it is. And uh, I, I, I'm really sorry. I don't want you to read anything into this. Um that uh, Tom Barfield just decided your last week here at the station just to take off. I don't really think you should read anything into it, uh, but that's uh, it's a sad thing, and I know you and Tom have become extremely close. But, no, Tom is uh, going to make his way back Monday, and then, uh, Stephen, he'll still – can you imagine how many calls you're going to get? You're supposed to report to this new gig Monday, and it'll be like, what folder is that in? Where did you put that, Stephen? Where's Mosley's – Where's Mosley's live reads? Yeah, I do. I'm supposed to have a follow-up phone call on Saturday, I believe, and with we'll, with with Tom, and we'll see if we can figure all that out in one in one conversation. Yeah, we'll see. That's I'm told that conversation is going to be about what did you and Mosley do while <laughs> I was gone, and what did you say? Who are our leaks? Who hears what we say and then call? call, And we've not said anything bad, but there's leaks among us. And these things somehow get back to Tom Barfield as he's uh, vacationing. Are we not supposed to say? Uh, He's vacationing, doing something. Okay, Stephen, lots to get to today. Uh, we got to say goodbye to you, and that's a very sad thing. 340 today, we'll do that in some different ways. And we've got some plans uh, for you as the day unfolds. 320, though. Um, we'll talk some Elite 11, mm-hmm. and that's, um, that's a camp that they do for the top quarterbacks in the country for, like, 2022. They do this every year, so the 2021. I've got to say, Stephen, Baylor's been on a nice run as far as having commitments that are in it. Do you, ha- do you know how far this goes back? Like, I, I – I'm not saying I follow recruiting that closely and all, but I, the Elite 11 didn't really get on my radar until a couple of years ago. And then you realize that, listen, the top 11 quarterbacks, is that what they call it, Elite 11? The top, however many they have. Now, I, think it's, I think it's 11, the top 11 quarterbacks in the country. Now, do you think they invite more than 11 and they end up on 11 mm-hmm. or some people don't go? Or is it, I mean, like, one of those kids that was going to SMU, who's that big recruit SMU got? The the big time quarterback. Oh yeah, I I'm forgetting his name, but I don't know who you're Preston about. something. Preston Stone. Okay, 
See, together, that's what, we that's what together you and I can make things happen. Preston Stone, and I like the fact this is supposed to be one of the greatest honors in all of high school, and Preston Stone decided not to go. And I was asking somebody sometime, I'm like, why would they not go? The greatest quarterbacks in the country are there. They're already committed. Why wouldn't you take advantage of something like this? And they said, well, they, you know, they like where his ranking is. And they don't want him to get dinged at all oh, by wow. what happens at the Elite 11. I thought that was fascinating to think that you would keep your son. And maybe it was the kid's decision. I don't know. But uh, the thought that it might affect his um, – his. and by the way, is that kid already – he'd be walking around the SMU campus now. Is that correct? Yes. And that's very bizarre because, I mean, he was committed to SMU for a long time. So, I, I mean, okay, if your rating gets dinged – what is no, no, no. That, this I, is before? This no, before? no, no. Here's what I'm thinking, rating-wise. They don't even want to take the chance because they, they'll like rank those quarterbacks that attend mm-hmm. 1 through 11 each day, and they look at their film and all that kind of stuff, and he did not want to subject himself to that ranking oh, is okay. what I think it was. Well, I mean, I would, th- I would be just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. I mean, even if you finish 11th, like you're one of the 11 best in the country. So they have – they should have like a broadcaster elite eleven. <laughs> I, mean, I think we would definitely be there. They have regionals, and that's how I guess they decide who comes. But the event itself, they say, started in 1999. But I don't remember hearing about it until they started uh, televising it, which was, I think, maybe five six years ago with Trent Dilfer. He would work with the guys, and they put it on the ESPN. You know, they compile together a 30 minute show or an hour long show about him working with these QBs, and that was the first time I'd heard about the event. What do we think of Dilfer? Are you a Dilfer guy? Kind of an interesting guy. He's entertaining. I like uh, Dilfer's Dimes, that segment they do on ESPN. But I, I honestly, I can't remember the last time I like saw and listened to Dilfer. Dilfer's Dimes. <laughs> I remember that. That's when they would drop in great passes and all. Yes. Dilfer's not, he's not on ESPN anymore. Okay, okay. That's why. He is a coach. He got caught in those layoffs and um, hit a lot of us over the years. And um, yeah, he was in. Um, he he is now a coach at Nashville, like a high school coach in Nashville. And his one of his players got invited to this thing. That's the kid who shut down, who doesn't get on social media, and he doesn't go to camps except for this Elite Eleven camp. <laughs> I find that I find that kind of fascinating that they just decided to get off social media. Stephen, do you think do you think I could take the social media challenge and just not be on at all next week? Like, do you think I could go Twitter free? See, I don't know if I'm capable of not looking on Twitter. I do think I'm capable of going a week without tweeting. Have you tried just deleting it from your phone, or do you think you'd be tempted to re-download it? Or would, would you even know how to redownload it? Would that be the, the issue there? If I if I uninstalled Twitter, I would never be able to get back on again. <laughs> I would not. How long were you without it when you got hacked? I know you eventually got a new account, but were you unable to access it for a couple of month days? A month and a half. month and a half or two months. Okay. I had no access to it, and it, it happened like right after my surgery and stuff that I got hacked, so everybody's just like, oh, I guess Mosley can't, 
you know, he can't really function anymore. So it was a really weird timing on that. All right, Stephen, um, we do need to discuss last night's events. I I know it's about the Suns going up 2-0 in the NBA Finals, but it, to me, it seems more about Giannis. And I thought I, – I saw something last night that – I think I've always been waiting to see from him. I saw flat out like LeBron like star power. I, I'm going to put this team on my back. Maybe if you guys want to help me a little bit, Middleton, could you make like one shot perhaps? Connaughton's actually helpful. Thought Connaughton was somewhat helpful. That was, I'm not saying, I mean, I admit, I haven't watched every game uh, that, that Giannis has ever played in. I, I don't want to shock you on that. That's the greatest Giannis game I've ever witnessed. Mm. I loved it. I loved what he did. I like how he posted a people up. I like how he, I like how he, he got down there and, um, and just put people on his hip, turned around and shot over them. I like this baseline jumpers. Um, that, there were moments last night where that I thought that was the best player in the NBA. That's what he looked like to me. And I know the, the Joker, and I was very happy the Joker won it this year. But that was that was about as, as good of anything as I've ever seen from Giannis. So I Sunday is going to be game three. I think they're okay. I think the I think the Bucks could play their way back into that. The issue being he just couldn't get any help. He couldn't get any help. And uh it, that was uh that was frustrating, um, and the Suns are just that good. I mean, I I, I started to forward something to you. Um, I, I I there there was there was a moment the Suns coach Monty, I like that guy a lot. Did you see him lift up his player last mm-hmm. night, Aiton? Did you? I don't know if you got to see that. Like basically, DeAndre Aiton was hanging his head because Giannis was scoring all over him, and the coach. In that one minute that he had, planted this psychology lesson on him, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like it was really good psychology. I wish somebody do that to me some days. It was just kind of like, you don't have to score a bunch tonight. You can impact this series, this game, with force. Just your level of force. I was, uh, I was extremely uh, excited about that. It was pretty awesome. I can play the audio here if you want it. Oh, uh, okay, good, good. Look, this, this is the deal. One, we're getting back in transition. You don't have Giannis find a man and be a guard. Two, look at me. You set a high level for yourself. That's why you're down. That's great. Now go reach that level, okay? And you can reach it with force. Doesn't have to be stats all the time. Go dominate the game with force, okay? Because you set a high level for yourself. Go dominate the game with force. Let's go. All right, there it was. I, I thought that was, boy, that was nice, Stephen, having that thing right, Johnny, on the spot. I'm going to miss that. Um, that that I mean, that was really something, uh, that kind of interaction. Now, Stephen, there's something I want to hear from you in a minute but let's 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 say real quick i think we've got um, pepe on the line let's uh let's go to pepe and see what's on his mind steven all right i watched that game last night also 
But what I took away from that, Phoenix has a good team flow of getting the ball to the right guy in the right spot when they want. Milwaukee, stationary. Giannis can do all he wants, but they don't move the ball enough when he has the ball. Everybody just stands around. There's no movement, no flow. It's like one on five. You're never going to win a game that way. Yeah, that's a little bit like some of my dance moves back in the days. Uh, no movement, no flow. And, uh, boy, Stephen, isn't that good? That's, that could be the last time you ever take a call from Pepe. The great Pepe. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for, all, thanks for always calling in. Oh, by the way, you got fights this weekend, boxing and MMA. We'll have to get together, Stephen. Sounds good, Pepe. Let's do it. Uh, uh, Pepe, I'm going to send you all Stephen's information so you can I, go over to the house. I want uh, I want y'all to get together, and that sounds fun. Got some fights coming up. Got some fights that look like they've been canceled. What's wrong with Fury? What's that guy's name? Stephen Tyson Fury or something? Yep. I feel like we've got some issues with uh, with with that with that fight. Stephen, real quick, what uh, what were you doing this morning? Um, there was something going on that. I've really been wanting to hear this, but I decided I wanted to hear this live on the air. Um, understand that maybe you got a little more involved than you than you needed to, and from a parental standpoint today, what what have you been going through? Sure. So my uh, my wife forgot that Sawyer had a doctor's appointment today, or didn't forget. She scheduled kind of last minute doctor's appointment, a checkup, and uh, because Kristen's a nurse, she usually handles the medical side of things. So we decided she would go to the doctor's appointment with Sawyer. And my older kids, Abby and Bradley, are also home. And they were supposed to go to this uh, gymnastics center in Waco where they have an open gym once a week. Uh, and you can bring your kids for a couple dollars. You can bring them and they can play for an hour, an hour and a half. So I drove up there and I really wasn't thinking about it. We knew um, another couple that takes their kids there. And I pull in and I walk in and I realize... <laughs> That it's me and about a hundred stay-at-home moms. Really? Yes, with all you know, with their children there and they're running around, which is fine. So I I got my kids settled and I kind of walked over and I tried to sort of join. You know, there was there was one lady that I knew there and I, I said hi to her and I tried to sort of join the circle of moms that was there and they didn't really seem to be super inviting to to my presence. Mm, mm. And then I <clears throat> at, at one point. Abby came up to me and said she was thirsty and I realized I didn't have any water or snacks and I felt kind of like the moms judged me a little bit. So oh, wow. I, I failed, Matt. I didn't, I wasn't prepared as I needed to be. Tell you what we're going to do. We've got to get back on that horse and um, you're going to march right back into that scene. The next opportunity you have, and you're going to perform better. And what you're going to do is you're going to arrive with a whole lot of snacks, <laughs> a whole lot of water. And, um, I, I boy, I tell you, that's that's tough, man. When the moms don't bring in, but I, I, here's what we got to do: the moms out there, all that they do, and that, those moms' day outs, which I don't think this really was technically one of those, but they used to be called mops at our church, mothers of preschoolers, mops. Now that's good stuff. So, Stephen, what we're going to do is we're going to give these women the benefit of the doubt. All right, unless you want to call them out right now and name them. You know, for the people who turn their back on you, no, no, you're, you'll be fine. Next time, you'll know, you'll know better how to handle this. 
I wish I had some audio of this. You just sitting out there like, hey, guys, y'all got any? Y'all got any vanilla wafers? Anybody got a breakfast bar that Abby can borrow right now? Guys, rich crackers. Anybody good on those? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you, you kind of got sent into you kind of got, but I'm not going to blame Kristen. Okay, uh, Stephen, that is very interesting. On your final day at Eminem Broadcasting, you you show up at a mom's day at a gymnastics event or gymnastics. Uh, the, the, I think the best thing you could have done is gotten out there and done some cartwheels. <laughs> like while the moms are standing around and just do some flips and just get involved, yeah. somersaults, kind of move around the. Um, was it a good – did they have good mat? Or was there a nice mat? Is it oh, a ni- yeah. facility was really good. Yeah, there's some trampolines. There's some nice mats, balance beams. Just, uh, you know, I, I was the only dad there, which was – I felt a lot of place. And the only dad the – only, the only parent that showed up with a drink. <laughs> no, you not, you weren't doing that. Okay, um, mostly in Simcox, at least for one more afternoon, taking you till – Four o'clock. Next, we talk to the director of Elite Eleven, Brian Stumpf, the greatest quarterbacks in the country. They all gather. We'll visit with him. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. A few scattered showers possible early this evening. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy with a low of 75 degrees. The weekend looks partly sunny tomorrow with a 20% chance of a passing shower. 93 for the high with a heat index of 102. And on Sunday, partly sunny skies with a 40% chance of afternoon showers and storms and a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Roman, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite TCU Horn Frogs, Stephen. I'm going to say that. You and and Brian Estridge (laughs) and John Denton and Chad Shrotel. Those would be, and and you four would be my favorite TCU Horn Frogs. Does Jovan still claim oh, yeah. purple? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TCU grad. Okay. I should include her on that list. One of my bosses. So y'all are my five favorite TCU. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. 
If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Big 12 preseason poll is out, and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year, followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108, take a 2-0 lead in the Finals. Game three is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7:05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, and now joined by um, the president of these huge high school events, the opening uh, Elite 11. It is Brian Stump, and we uh, always enjoy visiting with him. Brian, congratulations. Uh, I'm sure you have more events to get to now, but these are uh, these are two of the really big ones. Um that and what a gorgeous setting that has to be great out there at Manhattan Beach. I'm we have got to come cover this thing at some point. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a labor of love to, to get it up and running again this year, but uh, got a couple days to recover since we closed it out and <laughs> feeling my, myself again after what was a, a whirlwind of, of four days with uh, a couple of big events, like you mentioned. You know, how what is that process for the Elite 11 uh, when you start um, trying to narrow it down? And that's got to be incredibly tough. You, you have people showing up at these regional events. Um, and, and like some of these kids that everybody knows, like yours, have, have, have he been on your radar since he was like in eighth grade? I mean, some of these guys, kids that are going into ninth or tenth grade are already going to a lot of camps and doing all that stuff out there. Like, when does some of these guys get on your radar? Yeah, it's definitely a cycle, um, just like, you know, probably the college programs approach recruiting as well. So, you know, each year after the season wraps up, we'll, we'll go through and, you know, we, we kind of put an all call out to high school coaches to, to recommend their quarterbacks and things of that nature. And then we're also, you know, coming through on our own and, and you know, whether it's all state teams or all region teams and, you know, going out and, and making sure we're, we're putting eyes and finding the top performers ourselves. So, yeah, a, a guy like you mentioned, like like Quinn, who uh, had a huge sophomore season but was on the radar a little bit before then. Just you could you heard the rumblings from the coaches there, and, hey, we got a kid who we think is going to be pretty special. And, you know, sometimes it's through the private quarterbacking coaching kind of um, winds of, of rumors and things like that, or it's just the high school coaches as well. But, yeah, when, it, when a talent like that is, is on the verge and starting to break through, 
Um, you definitely hear early whispers about it. And, and so guys like that sometimes do get to early regionals uh, prior to their junior season. But it was it was just a different year, you know, all around. Because, you know, typically these, these guys that we have for the finals this year, we, we see 90% of them the year before as, as rising juniors out at regionals as well. And we just didn't have that last year. So uh, for us, really like a lot of college coaches, you know, this spring getting out and doing the regionals, uh, coming back from, from COVID was the first time seeing a lot of these kids. Uh, which was, you know, exciting, but also, you know, added a little bit of mystique to the process because typically we have a, a pretty, pretty good feel for them going into the regional tour. What do, you, what do you think the quarterbacks take when they, when you ask these quarterbacks, okay, what worked best at this camp? What did you enjoy most? Is it that, that just competition, the rankings, that part of it? Is it the sort of that one-on-one? I mean, a lot of these guys are already extremely talented, or they wouldn't be there. What what is the what are the two or three things, Brian? After you're breaking these things down and you're doing quality control and all that, that you constantly hear back. This is you know this is what th- these kids love the most about this Elite Eleven camp. I mean, I think the thing that, that resonates the most, and something we really preached again this year, again coming out of a a year where a lot of these guys were stuck on Zooms for a lot and really couldn't be in person even with their high school teammates for quite a bit of time is just reconnecting, really. So um, focusing on connection, whether it was between the, the quarterbacks themselves and, and the group of 20 high school guys that was there, um, as well as with the staff and the college counselors that were there, um, just making sure they, they realized all the you know the, the fraternity that, that comes with this, uh, this position and this event and um, the resources that are available for them if, if they do actually go out and make genuine connections. And, you know, moving forward, um, this group of quarterbacks, they're really going to be the best peer resource for each other. You know, you have your, your group of, you know, say your, your Cade Klubnik and Austin Westlake, you have your group of, of best friends at your high school, and it might be one of your receivers and one of your linemen. And, you know, those guys are always going to be your, your, your dudes. But at the same time, now you have this resource of, of quarterbacks that really, truly, you know, sit in the same chair as you and walk the same steps and, and experience the same thing. So, you know, it might be two or three years down the road and, you know, there's there's a depth chart battle at Clemson, or you know, things going on that, hey, his his high school buddy who is his receiver that's now you know at a different school and just a student, you know, that, that's he's probably not the best guy to bounce some of that stuff off of. But you know, odds are that you know they're going to have a, a connection that grows and and gets stronger with you know at least two, three, four of these quarterbacks that they just spent a bunch of time with, and and those are going to be their best sounding boards moving forward to to really talk through you know, positives and negatives and, and things that are working through. And, and so really that, that, that connection with the other guys and uh, the ability moving forward to, to have this peer group of guys that you can, you can text, you can call, you can, you can talk through your problems. And they're, odds are they're probably having similar experiences that you guys can use each other as sounding boards. You mentioned, Kay, do you have a, a sense, Brian, as someone who works with these quarterbacks often, uh, for, for why that Austin area with Westlake and, and Lake Travis should continue to churn out quarterback prospects like this? I think it's truly the, the consistency and the commitment to development that you see at those those programs, and it goes all the way down to the youth level. You know, you look at their their youth programs in the in the districts and in the in the city, and the feeder programs. They're all running the same offense and speaking the same language and same verbiage, and it, it really just creates this unique environment that just doesn't exist, you know, unfortunately, in many other places because there's not that um, continuity with with coaching staffs and and terminology and things of that nature. But it, it really just truly speaks to development. So. Um, a kid gets in that youth program and, and he's playing quarterback from fifth grade on, he's going to be running similar plays and, and taking similar drops in the footwork and the technique and, and everything they're preaching from the highest level up at the, the varsity program trickles down through the youth program. So I think you, you see that and just, and then honestly there's a, there's a commitment at those, those schools and their respective programs to, 
to hire and find the, the best coaches um, and, and truly provide the best um, opportunities to the athletes in their program. So, you, you know, there might be a coaching change every couple of years and a, and a guy moves on and moves out, and, uh, but they're going to get the next best guy and, and, and keep it going. So you, I think that's one of the big reasons why you see, you know, the programs like Lake Travis and like Austin Westlake just have this, you know, uh, factory line of quarterbacks coming out of there every two or three years. Uh, it's, it's because of their commitment to, to provide the rest resources and uh, opportunities to their athletes. It's really because we have better food, better barbecue in 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 Texas. <laughs> I really, if you want to get to the bottom of it, um, I think it may have something to do with it. Brian Stump joining us, uh, president of some of these huge events in high school. Elite Eleven has become a monster. The opening is such a, a huge deal. What about the um, obviously with the Baylor flagship? Zach Pyron and uh, Drones was with you guys. Kyron Drones um, in in one of those past seasons. Um, all this COVID's made it run together in my mind. But uh, Zach Pyron, the Baylor commit from Pinson Valley, Alabama. You know, he, he wasn't like maybe the highest ranked guy every day. But what were your takeaways from, from being around him? Because um, he's already exerted his influence on this program and he's not even on campus yet. Yeah, I think Zach was a guy that uh, the more time you spend around him, he, he grows on you, and as a collective staff, um, you couldn't find a coach that had a bad thing to say about Zach by the end of the event. Uh, he, he performed and competed at a high level. You know, every every day we kind of have a scorable or measurable competition, and he was he was always in the upper half, whether it was the pro day workout or a target challenge we did. And then when we got to the seven-on-seven uh, seven at the end where, you know, we send these quarterbacks a playbook, you know, three weeks in advance and they have some Zoom sessions to study and then they get there and, and get with their coaches and, you know, talk about it and, and walk through it more. And uh, by the end of the seven-on-seven, seven, Zach actually was, I think he ended up third in total passing yardage and second in tied for second touch, touchdown passes. So uh, really performed well in, in anything and everything you asked him to do. And then I think you just look at the some of the intangibles and, and off-the-field stuff. Um his high school experience has prepared him, I think, uniquely uh, to adapt and, and jump into new situations and, and, and be a guy that can connect with a bunch of different people. You know, he was, he was at a, a very small school his first two years in, in high school in Alabama at Fife High School, which is a, a 2A program, and then uh, moving up and playing at Pinson Valley last year already kind of afforded them the opportunity to go to a, a newer, bigger program as a small-town kid coming into a much bigger program and acclimating to new coaches and, and you know, befriending and, and earning the trust of new teammates. And, and I think all that stuff is, is something that, you know, one just makes him uh, very comfortable in his skin. And you can see that when he gets to a little 11 in terms of just being around the other guys, but two also prepares him to, to, you know, have that same experience when he gets into college and, you know, hit the ground running as it relates to connecting with new, new teammates and earning their respect. Cause he's already, he's already really gone through that at a, at a, at a very strong and, and a big program, you know, one of the best in the state of Alabama at Pinto Valley. Who was the who was the quarterback that uh, surprised y'all the most? Was there anybody that w- maybe was a little bit? I mean, I, I was reading about some of the coverage in this and Klubnik from, uh, and, and obviously he wouldn't be going where he's going to Clemson if he wasn't already a great quarterback. He put up consistently great numbers. Were there any of the the quarterbacks that just r- almost exceeded expectations when you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple, and, and we kind of have a unique perspective because going in, we've seen all these guys through the regionals and, and picked them, so I think we have pretty strong expectations for most of them and, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't have them there if we didn't think they could compete and hold their own and, and potentially stand out and that sort of thing. But I think Zach is one from a public perception just, just because he was 
he was at a smaller school for his first couple of years. And, uh, and again, with, with no college camps last year and things like that, just the, the typical amount of exposure that these guys have had and the number of people that have seen them uh, is, is considerably less than it would be in a normal cycle in a normal year. So I think Zach making the 11 might have been a surprise to some. I'd say, you know, gauging the, the kind of public murmuring and <laughs> things like that and talking to some of the um, recruiting guys, you know, website guys that were on site. I think Devin Brown, um, a USC commit who's now at, uh, at high school in Utah, moving from Arizona before his senior year, was, was probably a guy that uh, popped out for, for most of the, the media there in attendance. Um, again, a guy who, who also didn't go to a lot of camps and doesn't do a lot of travel ball seven on seven. So I think for most of the assembled media, that was the first time uh, for people to see him. But uh, big, strong kid, 6'3", 195. Um, didn't have the hugest year. He's not at one of the stronger programs in Arizona. So he didn't have an eye-popping you know, stat line and things like that that might lead to greater expectations. But uh, from a physical trait standpoint, uh, he, he was he was in the top three or four, I think, in everybody's mind, you know, going through the week and, and weekend and uh, how he finished with the seven on seven. And uh, he's got a lot of people out here uh, really excited about, you know, what USC has got at, at quarterback moving forward in the future because they signed a couple good ones last year. And uh, now they know they have a, another one in Devin Brown coming in. Well, now you just get to start working on this next season's crop of quarterbacks, and they're all out there and they're gathering. Would you say, as far as like between regionals and applications and people wanting to be a part of this, is this one of those things where we're talking like a thousand quarterbacks, five hundred? I mean, there's legitimately only a certain number that can be considered for something like this. Like when it, when when you with regionals and everything, how many? how many quarterbacks are trying to make this cut? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely in the thousands in terms of those that reach out and send in film and that sort of stuff. But you're right in terms of the number of people, you know, we can physically see in person and, and fit into an event and still have the event be <laughs> functional and <laughs> have the kids be able to get repetitions and things like that. We're, we're not at a place where we want it to be like American Idol and have everybody come out and throw three passes and then, you know, cut them or do stuff like that. That's not authentic. Cause I mean, the beauty of this is, you know, elite 11 is the goal and, you know, a lot of kids want to make it to the finals, but the beauty is we can get them out to a regional camp and, and have a day with some great coaches and, you know, get, if it's 60 kids at a regional or 75 kids, you know, all of them can leave learning something more about the playing the position of quarterback from our coaches and uh, hopefully, you know, walk away inspired to, to keep learning um, and, and stay motivated to get better in the off season. Cause yeah, the reality is we can only fit so many kids into physical events, but yeah, I think thousands in terms of submissions. Uh, I want to say this year we saw a little bit over 600 at eight uh, regional camps, so a, a pretty big number. And uh, depending on kind of how next year lays out, and again, if we're if we're back to normal, we'll probably add a couple more regionals, and, and probably I'd say get back up in the you know at least eight or nine hundred in terms of seeing kids in person and and uh, you know putting eyes to them before we go through uh, final selections and things like that again. All right. Well, listen. I always uh, hope to see you at one of these regionals, maybe in. Uh central texas austin wherever you guys end up temple temple would be a great place to to do one of them brian i'll just submit all my suggestions to you okay and then uh i'll i'll, I'll also include like places to eat in those cities if that it's, if that's helpful absolutely absolutely yeah you know the the direct messages on twitter are always open so feel free to uh send in we're always looking for the, the best barbecue spots whenever we roll through whether it's whether it's dallas fort worth or houston or uh anywhere else in, in your great state out there we appreciate it. Take it easy, Brian. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Brian Stumpf, the um, head of Elite 11 in the opening. I was looking. Um, kid ran the other day in the opening, Stephen, 438. 
defensive back Julian Humphrey out of Houston Clear Lake. You feel like Clear Lake has I feel like Clear Lake's there's been a lot of great athletes to come out of there. I'm trying to think where where did drones come from? There seems to be a place uh, out there. Shadow Creek. Boy, there's a lot of yeah. Yeah, a lot of creeks out there now. Mm-hmm. And Julian Humphrey has committed to Florida at the moment. We're apparently thinking about Baylor. I've just, I just decided to go ahead and say that. I don't think Julian – good for him. Good for him. Hope he enjoys it out there uh, in Gainesville. All right, we've come to um, – well, it's a tough – it's a tough one for me. Steven still has a couple more hours of radio to do, but we will um, – we will say goodbye to Stephen Simcox on the Mosley and Simcox extravaganza, and we'll do it as only we can. We'll do it next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete listing. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Big 12 preseason poll is out, and Baylor lands at number eight for the 2021 season ahead of Texas Tech and Kansas. Oklahoma was at top for the sixth straight year, followed by Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma to round out the top four in the Big 12. Big 12 media days are coming up next week at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Offensive lineman Connor Galvin and linebacker Terrell Bernard will represent the Bears at media days. The Phoenix Suns take game two of the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108, take a 2-0 lead in the Finals. Game three is Sunday in Milwaukee. Astros' six-game winning streak came to an end last night, losing to the A's 2-1. Astros start a series with the Yankees tonight, first pitch at 7-10. And Rangers start a series with the A's tonight at Globe Life, first pitch at 7-05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Some people call me the Space Cowboy, yeah. Some call me the Gangster of Love. Some people call me Maurice, because I speak of the pompous of love. Mosley and Simcox with you until game time. Stephen is. Uh, Tom, are we are we getting any word? Is he is Tom coming back to us? Uh, I believe the boat docks on Saturday, so tomorrow he'll be back uh, on land. <laughs> oh, I man. think they've been on land a few times through the excursions. Yeah, yeah, kind of like um, boy, some fan. Did you like it? What did you notice? EP. I mean, here I am in studio. And EP just decides today to just no show. I mean, yeah, so I guess, I guess it's my fault. I uh, I told EP yesterday, I was like, hey, yeah. man, last day, I'd like to just be behind the board because this is what I've done for a while. And oh, I, nice. I like doing yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's great. And then he he texted me about noon today and said, hey, uh, since you're going to be behind the board, I'm just going to take the day off. Oh, did, or did okay. Okay. okay EP. Wait a second. Are you going to be? Does that mean me on game time? You'll be running the board as well as co-hosting mm-hmm. the show and everything. EP. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go by uh, Heritage Creamery and uh, and and take um, EP some ice cream. Now, uh, when I get back from vacation on the 23rd, I want to remind everybody. That's going to be a big grand opening type ceremony we're doing at the new location for Heritage Creamery. And I'll be out there, but we'll celebrate Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, all of it. And, Stephen, you found you found out recently the Heritage Creamery. I think you went with a chocolate. Somebody had an interesting opinion the other day. They, they put it out there that they don't think they don't think chocolate really should be an ice cream. They said everything, I'm trying to remember, it was somebody from ESPN, they said everything should be vanilla-based, and then you should put chocolate syrup or syrup um, and chocolate cookies and, or brownies with it, but you should not have a chocolate ice cream, and her contention was it didn't taste like anything. It didn't really taste like chocolate, <laughs> chocolate ice cream. I believe I, that uh, was Taylor Rooks. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Man, we're both on Twitter way too much. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch that clip, but I saw that that was her assertion that chocolate ice cream should not exist. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really um, interesting. Okay, calls coming in right now. 
and this is um, this is interesting. This is Stephen's last day, and uh, Stephen's having to kind of answer the phones and run the board. And but I thought it was only appropriate. Um, we have right? a mystery guest. Oh man, mystery guest. Um, sir, identify yourself and and tell us tell us your purpose of the call today, please. I just want to know, I mean, can anybody just always call in and say mystery guest and get on the radio? <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I'm getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I heard today. today's an important day. It's a special day. Is this, is this Stephen Simcox's last day with ESPN Central Texas? Man, it, it that's really, that appears to be. We're trying to do some last minute. Um, we're trying to, you know, twist his arm. We've tried to locate a few extra dollars. The problem is, Brian, we we need we, we need Central National Bank to finance <laughs> Stephen's future. Basically, I mean, it's <laughs> it's hanging in the balance. Uh, y'all do mortgages and all that stuff over there, and boy, you 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 do an unbelievable job. But somebody offered Stephen big money to like uh, look at and vet mortgage people that are applying for mortgages. And, um, and, and Brian, while that sounds extremely fun to me, I, uh, I just don't want to lose him. I, I mean, he's, he's over here typing stuff up right now. And there's no, there's all these little things he does that I've never understood, mostly because we're never <laughs> in the studio together. But, um, yeah, Brian, it's, uh, this is his final day. And, and I know you guys have been thinking about, uh, I don't know, a, a way to, to, to maybe commemorate such a special day. Yeah, no, well, first, I mean, I would like to offer Stephen, I don't know that this will convince him to stay at ESPC. He has boy, a couple more hours to change his mind, but mm-hmm. Stephen, I will throw in a lifetime supply of bank pens from the Central National Bank oh, lobby. Oh, oh. Finally, what I've, been, what I've been asking for. That's what I've been yeah, holding up for. You don't, have to make it, you don't have to say anything right now. You can think about it a little <laughs> okay. bit more, but... Uh, I'll throw that in for you. And also, I, I did want to declare I, today in the Waco Bank District, it is officially Stephen Simcox Day. Nice. We have done that. It's the first time we've done such a proclamation. I was hoping to have like a written document to present to you, but it um, <laughs> it got caught up in legal and compliance. So that may be forthcoming, but you're, you're the first one to get an official day in the Waco Bank District, Stephen. That's exciting news, uh, and that's okay. Yeah, you can get that certificate to me any time, but I'm glad that all the bankers are thinking of me today. That's that's very – I'm honored. I'm humbled and honored, both both of those things. <laughs> well, hey, Stephen, on a, uh, to, 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 on a more serious note, you know, you guys, I was listening earlier in the week, and you were kind of reminiscing about – or not reminiscing, but reflecting back to when you guys were on the radio early in the pandemic and there were no sports – and uh, that kind of got me to think, it's like, that was the time that we came aboard as a sponsor. And I remember us, you know, we were having a meeting where we were kind of talking it over. And it was like, somebody said the question, like, wait, we're going to sponsor a sports show when there's no <laughs> sports. And we don't know when sports are coming back. <laughs> but, like, I think what really attracted it, attracted us to the show is that there's a lightheartedness and to steal kind of a Baylor basketball, Scott Drewism, there's a joy and um, that really shines through in the chemistry that the two of you have together, but also individually. And um, I know for a large period over the last year, um, you guys have really brightened a lot of people's days. I always have looked forward to listening to the show. 
And uh, I just want you to know, buddy, you're going to be missed, but we're all really excited for you on this next chapter and know you're going to do big things. Thank you so much, Brian. We, uh, we appreciate your support. You have been uh, a huge buoy for us in, a, in an uncertain time there at Central National Bank. And you're also an amazing graphic designer. People ask me frequently, like, man, how do you get these wonderful pictures for that you post on Twitter? And I always say, oh, that's, that's Brian Fonville. On top of all the things that he does at Central National Bank, he also makes time to, to send us some, um, some things that add to our show. So we really appreciate you not only you know, sponsoring us, but, but being involved in our day-to-day process too. Well, I appreciate that. I just want to know, Stephen, when you make a mortgage, are you going to say this mortgage was brought to you by Central National Bank? Sure. Yeah. Or is that going to stay behind? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll still do some live reads for you, Ryan. Okay, I'll, good. I'll spread the word as much as I can. Yeah, he's. This is uh, boy to have Executive Vice President Brian Fonville on with us. This is a sometimes Brian will uh, have his uh, his jogging clothes with him up at his uh, <laughs> at his desk, and he'll go running during, especially with this pretty weather here lately. But uh, Brian, um, we can't thank you enough, and uh, and we. Uh, I'll just tell you how it's going. Like as far as like we're, I'm going to spend the rest of the day negotiating with Stephen's agent which is his wife, Kristen, and we're going to see what we can put together. But, um, but you know, and, and, and honestly, this is a, it's a very generous place. I mean, I think you know. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what we can do. But, uh, Brian, thank you for being a part of this. I, I just felt like it was appropriate. The presenting sponsors of the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox had, uh, had an important word today. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for all you guys do. There Thank he you, goes. Brian. There he goes. Uh, Brian Fonville joining us on what um, allegedly is Stephen's last day. I feel a little bit of waffling going on. I feel there's a little bit of him. Now, I think Stephen, the fact that EP left you in charge of uh, all the buttons today, that may, that may, that may send you right on out. That, <laughs> that may send you right into the arms of the mortgage business. Um, but uh, Stephen, what are what are your um, as as you kind of think back about? Um, um, oh, I need to send this number to our guy here. Um, as you think back to our three years together, what are the uh, what are the high moments? Let's not talk about the low moments. <laughs> is that is that? By the way, is that? Uh, I'm going to hide this number. Oh, dang it! Is that right? Right there, that that number at the bottom. Yes, that's correct. Okay. One of the things people don't know is that we have a. A guest line, a special guest line, and it's been the same one for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And there's never been a moment in our three years together when I didn't ask what that was. Ask Stephen for the <laughs> guest line. So anyway, um, it appears another mystery guest is calling in. Last day of Stephen Simcox at uh, at ESPN Central Texas. Another mystery guest is on the line, and uh, this gentleman shares my, uh, I, I don't know if it's anger, it's just it, disappointment in some of the choices Stephen is making in the name of money, financial freedom, uh, uh, benefits, family. Um, oh, Stephen, the benefits up here are just awesome. I don't know why you're seeking other employment, but... Um, Okay, on the line now, sir, would you um, would you identify yourself and give us the reason for your call today? Yeah, this is uh, this is Chris in Fort Worth. No, this is uh, this is Chris Gross, um, 
And I'd like, I know that I can call Steven a friend, and I think I can call Matt Mosley a friend. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, I think you're safe in that area. I mean, you pretty much saved the Doomsday Podcast <laughs> when I was, when, when my co host, Ed Werder, was screaming at some other poor TCU kid. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here today. I'm uh, one of Steven's college buddies, and I, like you, Matt, was very disappointed when I heard that Steven was picking family, um, and especially his, his brand new, um, beautiful baby son over Matt Mosley. I just I, I couldn't figure that one out. I just can't understand why the, why that decision is being made. Yeah, nobody can. It's uh, it's it's an amazing thing that that I'm doing. Um, selfish, it's selfish, it's a selfish thing is what <laughs> it is. Selfish thing. And after a lot of thought and prayer, I've just made this choice. But um, it's it's tough to do because I love Matt. I love working with him. And Chris, you know, he's he's super easy to work with too. <laughs> One of the easiest. Now, Stephen, I do have to tell you that um, Matt Matt told me that I had to call and, and dissuade you, and um, I didn't tell Matt this, but since I knew Stephen in college, I know some of his dark skeletons that he has, and so uh, if I have to if I have to bring those out to keep you on air, Stephen, I I, I think I, it's in my right to do so. Oh, no, I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get canceled, Matt. Uh, cancel culture. Um, boy, Chris Gross, uh, long, many years ago when I was at uh, – I was still with Galloway, right, when you came onto the scene? Yes. Yes, sir. So in Dallas at 103.3 ESPN, occasionally, by the way, they, they call me, ESPN does, and they say, would you be interested, Mosley, in coming back to 103.3? And I'm like, well, I mean, what's the what, what, what does that entail? And they said, well, you'll need to find all the sponsors for the show. <laughs> I was just like, I just kind of want to do a show. Um, but, um, Chris, that was – I mean, the things that you had to uh, – you didn't have to do them. But I asked you to. It, what was that? What did we call that? Mostly Mosley. That's right. Yeah. Mostly I had Mosley. a yeah. mostly Mosley segment where <laughs> you would think, as much as Galloway talked, I could have put more thought into it. <laughs> but it was a daily thing where I came up with um, just the weird news of sports, and then uh, and then Chris started doing it for me, and he would put <laughs> everything together, and then of course. Galloway would get on to me for he'd say he didn't like the stories and then also he would defend Chris and be like you shouldn't make Chris do this <laughs> Steven I know that I know Matt just said something that you'll relate to as he says I did the segment where <laughs> yeah. it was actually you who put the segment together but Matt took all the credit so um, and, and mess something, something up you've yeah. experienced too mess some mess the story up and then it's it's your fault for, <laughs> for not putting it together right I think my favorite Chris Galloway story is uh I, I think we can share this now now Indiana Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle called one time I think he was supposed to join you guys Matt and Chris's instruction was to kind of keep Rick on the phone you know keep him in a good mood and I believe he asked Rick Carlisle how his day was going, and Rick's response was something to the effect of, neither of us want to do this, so why don't we just not talk? <laughs> Mostly, I don't know if you remember this day. There was also a day where Carlisle got on, and um, he, he cussed on air, which we all know is a big no-no. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it was you who stepped in and said, hey, hey, coach, this isn't something you can do, and immediately responded with, so I can't say this word, and he repeated the word again. Um, doesn't sound like Rick Carlisle at all, right? Is he saying the S word or a P word? 
Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty rough. I just, Chris, <laughs> I just wanted you to know you were the. Um, I was kind of thinking today, and of course I told you to call in and didn't didn't provide you the number to call <laughs> in with, but. I was just thinking, like, people I knew that kind of appreciate and understand Stephen, and you came to mind immediately. And uh, so, anyway, I just wanted to give you all this forum. And Nat, from now on, Chris, if you need uh, Stephen, he'll be over at the mortgage office, like, <laughs> selling people on 30-year mortgages. Well, when I need one, I'm going to him. And, um, hey, I, I thank you, Matt, for um, for letting me come on, and I just want to say – you know, all, all joking aside, Stephen, I'm 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 very happy for you um, for making this decision, and I'm and I'm proud of you. It's it's a tough decision to make to um, to pick your family, um, and I know you're going to miss the radio station. I know you're going to miss Matt, but um, uh, I'm just proud of you for um, for standing up, for being a man, being a father, and um, I'm glad that I I know you as a friend, and I guess I'm glad I know you as a friend too, Matt. All right, we love you. I didn't know it was going to turn into a promise keepers convention there at the end, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I'm glad one person's happy for me. <laughs> All right, all my best, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. All right, for... I'll hang up and let's not fair. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for calling. There he goes, KG Chris Gross. He was the first TCU guy I worked with in radio, and then I end up with Stephen Simcox, and everybody ends up leaving me at some point. And. Not to make it about me. Steven, love you, buddy, and we'll continue to talk all the time, and I will try to drag you back on the radio. So I don't think of this as goodbye, but uh, thank you for everything. And uh, tremendous uh, – it's been a tremendous, I don't know, three years or whatever it's been. I've, I've really loved doing it with you. I love you, Matt, and I, you know, I wanted to do this show when I heard you were coming on the station. I asked to be your producer, uh, and – as all joking aside, it's been incredible. Um, I love doing the show with you, and you know the work doesn't really feel like work because we get to put a good product together each and every day. Well, that is very, very kind of you, and that's why I'm going to go ahead and ask you to stay, <laughs> not leave me. Um, <laughs> do we even have anybody lined up? How are we looking on it? I feel like we don't even. I don't even have a name of anybody. Uh, that's it for the three o'clock hour. We have the 4 o'clock hour. Steven, we'll do two more hours. Listen up. Um, is Ward coming in? Ward's coming in. Is that in. right? Ward's probably right outside the uh, the uh, the door as we speak. Steven, it's been great. And um sound like EP over there just knocking stuff around. Um, and let me know. I, I might go get you some, like, chili cheese fries or something on the last day. We will see you Monday, maybe, although I'm going on vacation. <laughs> I'll see you in, like, a couple of weeks. All right. Thanks, everybody.